Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of Gully Cricket to Bounce Wicket podcast. I'm your host Srinivas. Hi, everybody. This is Raja. Hello, everyone. This is Manoj. Today we are going to be joined by our dear friend Ram as well. And on this special episode, we are joined by very special guest Miss Manoja, assistant editor, Times of India, Bangalore. Welcome back to the show, Manoja. Thank you. Thank you, Srinivas. Our, our previous episode has really received a fabulous response and we couldn't resist but ask you again for the show <laughs> sorry if we are bothering you again <laughs> absolutely not and uh, it's it's always a pleasure to t- talk about any uh, sport which is non cricket because a lot of people uh, you know instantly assume that if you are a cricket lover you don't really follow other sport good so you that, guys are changing that as well yeah yeah good that we are trying to do something great <laughs> and uh, in this episode we are going to talk about hits and misses of recently uh, concluded olympics manoja before go- getting into episode just mm-hmm. tell us like you have been covering sports for quite long time and you have covered multiple olympics you have worked for multiple publications so mm-hmm. have you ever thought you will be coming two times on our show <laughs> not at all not at all especially given the name of the show no <laughs> cricket yes i mean probably i i always thought you know closer to the season uh, of a domestic yeah. season and i thought i'll probably get to talk to you guys then but to be doing non cricket uh, podcast twice in as many months yeah that sh- just shows what sport and success can do definitely uh, you know I- for the reach i think the credit completely goes to indian athletes and uh, you know people represented india in this olympics especially mm-hmm. absolutely i mean uh, you know in a nation where you know we, we've struggled so much uh, i mean the world over people have struggled with covid but we as a nation have been hit very badly and you know we somehow clung on to anything that comes our way and right. you know sport is always a great healer and in many ways it's it's actually allowed us to sit back and have those joyous moments in times like this i mean for many people who are working from home it's actually been an outlet and i think that whole two weeks of olympics uh, has converted a lot of people into sport lovers so it's very different because uh, i've never covered uh, see we've done over a period of time uh, this was my uh, fifth olympics on a desk okay but i had never before written reports like this watching then you know waiting for people uh, the handful of people who went to uh, tokyo asking them for uh, mixed zone coats you know stitching uh, copies together that was a huge challenge because i cover hockey for example in hockey in many ways is an emotion and it is very difficult for you to capture that emotion uh from television but having said that uh, it was a new experience was i prepared to cover this way yes i was because just before uh, the olympics about 6 uh, weeks before the olympics the australian broadcast corporation uh has a, a program called women in sports so they actually uh, have these programs for developing country uh, women sports journalists and i actually did a course with them which was exclusively on remote coverage of the olympics and it had people uh, you know from brazil to geneva to everywhere else uh, uh, talking about it so it kind of 
<clears throat> academically was i prepared for it yes i was but uh, i think for what india achieved and the process through which they went through there was always that moment of saying oh damn i wish i was there you know this is history being made i hope i had a slice of that history so those kind of things yes run uh, this is an olympics i'll never forget definitely i think uh, it's a unique experience in many ways i guess if we see overall uh, 93 countries have won at least one medal compared to 87 in the last olympics and 65 countries have won the gold compared to 59 last time mm-hmm. so both these were highest uh, any point of time so somewhere down the line uh, that extra year of preparation seemed to have helped few athletes overall so what do you think of it has it really helped or uh, seeing the results of olympics do you think uh it has not helped what do you think no i think it has because see a lot of them um, you know if you, if you go back to interviews and all of that uh, many of them spoke about how they channelized their energies in this one year some of them for example were recovering from injuries so it gave them that time it it, it allowed them time to revisit their uh, training programs i mean one classic example i can give you not a winner but still having been there was sachin prakash if uh, the swimmer who went from india so if sajan didn't have that extra one year leval on making it the a cut he wouldn't have even had an outside chance of participating because of this uh, uh, you know his injury and rehab process it worked as a double edged sword there were people in the indian hockey team who i thought if the olympics had happened in 2020 they would have made it to the team so if 2021 they didn't make it it just didn't happen but a lot of people i mean if you if you look at uh, especially the track and field athletes they use that time to you know uh, put in that extra mile put in that but this was also for those who could afford it in terms of covid protocols but i think you know a lot of them used it to their advantage uh, if they didn't use it to their advantage i think it was more to do with administrative reasons so overall manuja how well japan has hosted the olympics what are your thoughts on that yeah we we heard contradicting i think one of our athletes was saying they were rude and stuff like that but from what i heard from athletes who went there who came back they were very pleased i mean just look at the magnitude of the the, the scale of the olympics to have hosted in these times to have come out with the minimal uh, you know positive cases in an environment that they had to control so i mean you have to understand one thing athletes are not the easiest people to deal with i'm not talking about in terms of tantrums but their mental space their pre competition post competition uh, mindset there are a lot of things you have to factor in you know their diet their uh, training schedules so to pull off an olympics at this point of time i think great job i don't know how many other countries could have been able to pull off the way japan did because we have to understand one thing here japan is a very well i mean japanese by culture by nature are very meticulous and well organized people so it's probably that innate quality in them that they put to good use here definitely i think uh, even we learn in uh, our manufacturing industry also i think raja can say that uh, he is also working for a 
Japanese collaborated company. So they are very good at planning actually. Like unlike probably what I can say, probably we do 30% of the planning and we concentrate 70% on execution. Correct. Japanese on the other hand normally do it the other way around. They spend their 70% of the time on planning and 30% on execution. So and considering the situation all around the world and pandemic, mm-hmm. I think we really have to uh, come. I mean, we really have to appreciate the efforts and the courage that they went on with the Olympics, right? True. Uh, let's uh, let's turn our fo- uh, focus towards uh, hockey, Manuja, uh, yeah. a sport which has uh, brought a lot of laurels this time for India. So the resurgence of hockey has been uh, the story of the Olympics. Um, both the teams, men's and women, uh, were wonderful and uh, very inspiring uh, performances they put in. As someone uh, who, who covered hockey so extensively, so what were your emo- emotions knowing that, you know, uh, boys and girls have become mm-hmm. household names now? You know, it's, it's a very fulfilling thing. You know, just, uh, some time ago, uh, before we started, we were speaking about emotions. Um, uh, my Both my Twitter and Instagram bio has one line which says, uh, Indian hockey optimist. Okay, mm-hmm. and that hasn't changed from the time I went on uh, those platforms. A lot of people laughed at me back then. You know, seniors who've covered the sport and they said, "Oh, come on, right. you know, you you guys can remain optimistic, but it doesn't, uh, mm-hmm. you know, change." But this is a journey that has taken years to, uh, you know, fulfill. Because you know, in the mid seventies is when actually, I mean, you know, uh, I mean. I don't take away anything from the 1980 team. Uh, a medal is a medal, a gold is a gold. Their circumstances was different. But for us in men's hockey, 1975-76 was the turning point when AstroTurf was introduced. That's when Indian right, hockey right. changed. So from, from then to where we are now, we've made huge progress. So as somebody who's covered the sport, who's loved the sport for so long. The transitional phase uh, has been beautiful to watch. Uh, There are many contributors to where this team uh, stands. I mean, Graham Reed, uh, yes, hats off to him. But you had Harinder before that. For me, the man who actually brought about uh, some change or put the team on this path was the Spanish uh, guy, Brasa, Jose Brasa, he's the one who actually kind of uh, 2010-ish, you know, brought about the turnaround in the team. What I actually saw in terms of the big thing was belief, Mm, Uh, especially with the women's team. Who gave them a chance? I mean, I remember on the the same platform, I said, uh, you know, they are dark horses. But I would be happy if, uh, with the quarterfinals. Semifinals is is always going to be a bonus. But to see the journey that they have gone through uh, to come back for those three losses, and this is not an India, you know, Indian hockey team, you know. Uh, in many ways, Indian hockey team for you is conceding those last minute goals. I, I mean, right. we've we've done that in uh, various platforms. It cost us uh, our place at the two thousand eight uh, Beijing Olympics. To have graduated from that and caught the imagination of a country, that for me is most pleasing for people. You know, sure. when, uh, when you walk in, uh, a simple thing, you know, the, the inspiration it provides. In Bangalore, if you go past the hockey stadium now, the mm-hmm. first thing that you will see is 
an equal size banner uh of both the men and the women's team massive cutout of the uh, men's and women's uh, hockey teams mm. that for me is a very feel good factor to see first thing in the morning so in terms of awareness see the thing is will this trans what will this translate into only time will tell us but this momentum that it has gained i mean you finally i feel this is something i wrote i personally feel indian women's hockey has come out of the shadow of chakde i'm sorry i mean it's a movie people loved uh, i'm not very kind with my reviews about that movie okay that was 2002 it's based on 2002 our manchester commonwealth performance that was real so we needed something real to actually translate into success and i think that is what the women's team did for me it's a culmination of having watched 18 years uh, am i satisfied no i'm very greedy i mean uh, like uh, prakash padukone in, in a column said uh, we should stop celebrating in terms of silver and medal which uh, silver and bronze sorry which means you are lowering your uh, ambitions mm. you, you know a gold is what you target don't settle for something less and be satisfied with that so that way yes did they have the potential the women's team definitely the way they uh, played they, they, it was just about you know fine tuning the basics a little more they probably or strategizing better they probably would have come back with a medal but you know how often do you get a situation where we celebrate performance instead of medals that i think is the biggest takeaway for this team i mean all the world backs a winner and for some i mean how many of our athletes who were near misses that is being celebrated now and i think that for me is the most heartening thing about this uh, olympics great great manoja so i think you've uh, covered a lot of uh, points here um so a bronze medal for the men uh, men's hockey team after 41 years so mm-hmm. who who were you uh, who for you were the standout players and also women's team's performance was uh, nothing but incredible so a word on their journey and also standout players from from women's team as well for me tell us. men it starts with shrijesh i mean i'm not going to uh, right, right. say he's a wall or uh, anything like that but for somebody uh, like shrijesh to go out there see what shrijesh brings to a team i mean think about it 2016 he was your captain hmm. he's gone back as the senior most uh, player is the inspiration that he provides to a team and there were some very lovely things he told the team before uh, they went uh, to the olympics and that is what you need from you know somebody who you know is uh, a senior uh, he said uh, he said to his team playing in the olympics is important but that is not your goal your goal is to win a medal and it is important for us to focus on it this time we are good enough to win a medal this was what he uh, said to the youngsters the first time olympians in the team before they left and he apparently he told himself and he had a message for himself which was don't leave any holes in the goal post so <laughs> you know for somebody who uh, uh, who's an inspiration on and off the field 
the way he performed under pressure those 15 seconds were probably the longest 15 seconds of my life as dramatic as it sounds but to be able to pull off i mean i've been a goalkeeper so i know the kind of pressure a goalkeeper goes through because you have nowhere to hide you have absolutely nowhere to hide i mean you know a defender can say or oh, this fellow came in my way or forward can say, say the pass wasn't right you everybody has uh, excuses to make but definitely not a goalkeeper so in that sense for me he was very good amit rohidas i mean to be very honest uh, for me it, it this olympics was coming of age for uh, amit Roh- rohidas i mean he ha- he had this absolute street fighter uh, attitude for me he was the best rusher we had for india in the penalty corners of course mm-hmm. he he made mistakes uh, i'm not going to uh, you know ignore that yes we did concede a few penalty uh, corners because of him but in terms of uh, the way he played i thought it was very good uh, nilakanta sharma i mean that manipur boy i mean the kind of calmness and maturity uh, which he showed uh, in the mid- midfield i thought was very good uh, somebody like simranjit singh i mean that for me is uh, you know making your opportunities count he went in as an alternate player which means he wasn't in the 16 he was in the 18 to have you know gone into a game as an alternate player and then turned a game changer i thought you know that i probably that's what sujit uh, hockey academy uh, teaches you that's where he he is from uh, i thought varun kumar also was good in uh, patches hardik uh sing also again um, in uh, patches but also he scored some crucial goals vivek sagar prasad i mean mm-hmm. at 21 that boy is going now going to be a dsp also okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's mentored by uh, ashok kumar uh, you know one of those madhya pradesh uh, boys say i mean mm-hmm. his was okay. not a flash uh, in the pan he was the fih rising star of the year award in i think 2018 so you know one goal from him i think made a, made a lot of difference for him uh, harman preet i, I can't uh, not uh, uh, you know mention harman i think harman was very good especially with his uh, conversions rupinder yes he converted goals but Uh, i think what uh, four goals it included a stroke but yeah defense i think uh, they left uh, you know holes but this olympics also was a relatively quiet olympics for the captains i mean mm. rani rani is always your superstar in the team but this time you found your other stars so manpreet also for that matter he also wasn't like you know his usual I, I wouldn't say he was bad or anything like that. Mm. No, it, it it just that he had a quiet Olympics right. by his standards. Women's team, do you say? I mean, what a journey that has been. I mean, for me, uh, you know, now everybody is talking about them, but it's a process that I saw over a period of time. Um, I remember sure. uh, I, I, we struggled for space throughout for women's hockey. Mm. Um, most of my women's hockey pieces that i wrote 
over the last five years was for the special feature page because we couldn't find enough okay. space in the in fact uh, on the regular days it was something i even mentioned to one of my colleagues in delhi i said you all dropped so many of my stories over the past few years about women's uh, hockey so they, they generally flew under the radar like um, jord marine uh, said after the to- tournament he said if i had when i took over if i told anybody that this team could make it to the semi finals people would just laugh and say yeah well coach you told us and we believe you <laughs> so belief was a very very important part of uh, this team see everybody talks about their rags to riches stories but what you really have to see is this kind of circumstances or that toughness that comes from their uh, circumstances somebody like uh, vandana I mean, to have lost her father, who was her backbone, and then mm-hmm. you know, see, I'm, I, the reason why I'm speaking about their backgrounds again is it's not that this is the first team that has come with backgrounds like this. No, this is the first team to have channelized their, uh, you know, fights, whether it is uh, right. fight with society, system, or anything else, in a way of saying we will find success. the biggest contribution or achievement of this indian women's hockey team for me is belief and empowering men or women uh, here of saying dare to dream and you know you can live it a lot of them i think that, that is what it was for them they they i mean savita punya again i mean the it, it was the tournament of the goalkeepers for uh, india Savita, if you compare her to uh, Srijesh, is a relatively quiet person in terms of uh, interacting with the team. She doesn't get physical with her teammates. I I noticed a couple of times when Srijesh actually used his stick to pat his teammates to <laughs> ask them to fall in line. So those are things that she doesn't do. But as a as the senior most, she weighed in with experience, soaked in pressure. It wasn't easy. I mean, you know. somebody like say australia for example just repeated the attacks you don't have enough time to recover uh, you know you and for a goalkeeper mentally it it is very very uh, depressing i don't know if you all remember the image of shrijesh after india lost to australia in that league Long match yeah, in you know in the sure, yeah. yep. league match where he actually went and sat alone in the goal post i mean it it is it is a very very lonely place for an uh, uh, player to be in that sense savita i think as one of the senior most in the team she completely stood up for the count and said uh, you know this is who i am and this is what i bring to the team so in that sense for me she was amongst the standout performers vandana was uh, another another complete street fighter will go out there even when it came to uh, controlling possession uh, there was there were times what appealed the most to me about vandana is she learned from her mistakes uh, there were times when you know her course correction on the field that i thought was phenomenal salima tete salima for me was one of the unsung heroes the way she controlled the midfield uh, i i thought she she was she was brilliant with uh, the and she kind of flew under the radar because of 
all the others who, who were around her but she may not have landed up mm. amongst the goal scorers but she definitely definitely deserves uh, a lot of uh, praise for who she was and what she brought to the team then you also had uh, nikki pradhan was uh, very good uh, you know in patches everybody came good you know the thing about this team was uh, somebody the other rose to the occasion somebody like say deep uh, grace uh, eka she she kind of faltered in the defense but she stood up when she had to uh, it was a very well rounded uh, team performance i would say yeah thanks manoj thanks for those great insights uh, we we hope uh, this inspires more and more youngsters to take up the sport hockey uh, let's discuss uh, athletics now uh, neeraj chopra a sensation uh, for a nation which hadn't won a medal in a track and field can you put this uh, this achievement in context for us to be honest uh, for people who followed neeraj chopra over the years would that come as a surprise not yet really mm. but uh, you know we, we waited for way too long uh, for that medal to come through and you know and even when you spoke about athletics over the years 141 141 years you only spoke about two near misses right mm. so that was your reference point there was pt uh, milka singh and after that there was uh, pt usha so in terms of reference point you really didn't have much right neera right. has really really worked hard uh, he's again an inspirational story on how you overcome your stumbling blocks you've gone through injury an elbow injury is not easy for a javelin thrower at all Hmm. to go out you know i remember during the lockdown he trained in odisha you know if you look at his training videos it actually gives you goosebumps i mean for somebody like me right. he actually jumps hurdles which is which is as tall as me so is you know the process which he followed i don't think surprised many a medal was always you know everybody said he can't settle for anything but a medal but what he achieved there to i mean the composure with which he kind of uh, went through that 87.58 uh, you know it's it seemed like okay this is another national championship and i'm going through my grind i think that's what that's the confidence you get when you are very uh, invested in your abilities and assured about it you know it's it's that self belief i mean for me this olympics was all all about self belief and it is that self belief that uh, neeraj showed and like hats off to him for that sure sure and and also athletes like um, kamalpreet kaur avinash, avinash sable uh, mm-hmm. they did wonderfully well a uh, 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 word on that yeah see, see like i i think the beginning for me this olympics uh, for me sport is not only about medals for me it's about performance uh, from Uh, x point to y point what is your level of uh, improvement where do you stand you know from where you stood earlier in that sense a lot of people i thought you know uh, exceeded expectations they weren't just the also runs it it's like the 4 into 400 meters uh, men's re- uh, relay team okay they, they, they right, didn't right. yeah they didn't qualify but they just missed out on a final uh, uh, appearance but that uh, a shade over 3 minutes that they put uh, put it that says something about the way the, the team is heading 
So I mean, anybody who missed out, it's 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 a journey and not the success story that matters. Right, right. So let's talk uh, wrestling now. Uh, the wrestlers brought a lot of joy to the country. Uh, a silver from Ravi Dahiya and a bronze from Bajrang Punia. And mm-hmm. uh, added to that, uh, Deepak Punia missed out on a medal by a single bout. So, Correct. what do you what did you feel about how the wrestling contingent this time around? I mean, uh, I think we we spoke again. We spoke about Ravi Dahiya uh, uh, in the build up to the Olympics, where he was again another one who was. you know uh, who lived under the shadow of say somebody like uh, bajrang and everybody said uh, you know uh, bajrang is your man to watch the way he went about his uh, uh, you know plan for the final i thought was i mean up to until the final i thought was brilliant i mean uh, you know the way he assured himself of a medal and then he went about winning that especially after that uh, semi finals uh, against uh, kazakhstan guy yeah, i think he played somebody yeah from kazakh in that uh, thing you know th- th- there was absolutely this uh, calmness about him of saying okay i'm assured of a medal what next for me you know one of the um, something that i observed during the olympics was actually uh, ravi daya's celebrations if you looked at his silver i mean a lot of people uh, i mean due respect uh, you've achieved a lot of people celebrated their bronze or uh, this thing that sadness when he came out with that silver right right just spoke so much about ambition and that i think you know is is a great takeaway for indian sport of saying somebody wants to reach higher I mean, it, it's one thing to dream; it's the other to push yourself to go up there to achieve. I think uh, Ravi Daya was one of them. Bajrang, uh, yes, uh, you know, a two-time uh, Asian champion. It was disappointing to see him. I mean, I think he was more disappointed than anybody else to come back with that bronze, and he even said that. He said, "He said I would have been happier if the color was." gold uh, but, but overall i think the wrestling contingent um, everybody said oh they'll have five medals six medals but the three that they got i think it, those are very fair uh, three medals that we deserve to win and you know just that whole um, thing where sorry the two that they uh, uh, one it's just the way they kind of uh, put a process in place despite the administrative shortcomings that Uh, you know wrestling has always gone through and the controversies that surround them right now uh, before we move on from wrestling we also wanted to uh, have a take from you on uh, what uh, minish pogat uh, said uh, recently uh, about her experience and uh, her battles going into the olympics i mean to due respect to uh, you know i mean it's it's very very disheartening to see what uh, vinish has bo- gone through and you know uh, i think see one thing is uh, psychologically how do you uh, deal with failure uh, especially with um, uh, you know uh, vinish said a very uh, strong she made a very very uh, strong statement she said uh, everyone outside is treating me like i am dead i'm dead yeah. you know one medal lost and everything is uh, finished 
that i feel uh, you know we need to treat our uh, athletes uh, with respect yeah uh, you know because at the end of the day she's the one who, who was on the mat not you or me so uh, give her that respect give her that uh, thing because the, the reason the federation said was she was not staying and training with her indian teammates and you know she uh, which if she had won a medal would you have still gone after her that's my question if this was the same yardstick for everything then yes she's wrong yes the singlet that she wore of a personal sponsor instead of the official one that i agree she shouldn't have done absolutely agree and i i just hope that uh, she could come out of this experience a lot stronger and uh, regains her confidence and her abilities and just continues because i think what she does on the mat is incredible uh, true yeah so let's move on to boxing uh, for a bit uh, lavlina borbohen uh, kept the gains from boxing uh, over the years and she kept it uh, going a word on her achievement and her overall uh, boxing uh, contingent uh, because mericom also battled very hard and uh, satish kumar uh, chose to fight the with uh, around 12 to 14 stitches so a word on the whole boxing contingent and how they fared one thing for me of course lavlina is one of the stories of the olympics uh, on her debut and um, you know the way she, she fought i mean she lost to the top seed in the uh, semi finals and then you know she she you know that her bout against the chinese type way uh, uh, girl cheng in the quarter finals uh, spoke about a lot of character and see we have uh, women's boxing in particular has endured a, lo- a lot in the last few years uh, the mericom and nikat feud uh, there's been a lot of focus on mericom that you fo- and to some extent sarita devi uh, at the last olympics that you actually uh forget the existence of the others I, I, when i say uh, we forget it's it's the layman and the uh, general uh, pe- people in general but lavlina again was one of these athletes who was always rated highly uh, to come out the way she did uh, in her first olympics at a very young age i mean kudos to her satish i mean my heart goes i mean what a fighter i mean he deserves a medal only for that fight that he put up and that uh, you know it's it's just nerve wracking to even see that injury that he had on his uh, uh, below his eyebrows i mean very tough luck for him mary com uh, will be the say the heartbreak of uh, boxing i mean so near yet so far but um, you can't cry foul after it's over Be- because you know what you're signing up for you know in terms of um, you always knew that you can't contest it's the the decisions it's a part of your ruling uh, you have to be aware what you're doing on the uh, in the ring you can't say i came out and i realized i hadn't won you know whose hand went up and as athletes as federation you have to know the norms when it came to her being asked to change her attire before the bout i don't blame her as much as i blame the federation it's not that the norm of saying that you you can't have you can only have your first name or your last name and not your middle name on your jersey it didn't come up overnight it was a part of the ioc manual sent out 
yes they some times it did go unchecked like the way it did in um, uh, mericom's previous bout mm-hmm. but uh, the federation has to be accountable for it. disappointment from boxing yes i mean nobody disappointed more than the shooters but yeah disappointment from the boxing community i wouldn't say i mean i think lavna just changed uh, the landscape and yet again showed you know what women boxers in india can do absolutely let's go to badminton now mm-hmm. uh, pv sindhu and the contingent of uh, uh, shuttlers uh, satik mm-hmm. sairaj chirag cleared their hearts out mm-hmm. uh, and uh, a word on sindhu's journey and as well as the boys uh, who lost even who won against the eventual olympic champions yeah one thing the boys uh, you know tried to punch above their weight Uh, there was a lot of uncertainties going into the this thing because of the complicated uh, ranking systems that they had and the fact that they missed out on a lot of practice because a lot of tournaments got uh, cancelled sindhu for me was brilliant till you know that match against tai so uh, she was outplayed by an opponent who uh, who, who who just knew how to you know uh, tire out the uh, sindhu she kind of uh, set the pace i mean the thing with tai was she actually dictated the pace of the game which was which you know was out of comfort zone for sindhu i mean sindhu lost to a player who was miles ahead of her on that day so uh, i mean nothing wrong in you know uh, losing to a player like that i mean she she fought it out but you know to have those two medals from two olympics i think uh, sindhu will go a long way in inspiring uh, you know i mean it's not that she's not done it uh, before or uh, you know she won't be doing it again but yeah for, for me sindhu was uh, one of the highlights and imagine the kind of pressure she went into the olympics with yeah you know when you knew marin was not there they said oh, okay gold is hers silver is hers so you know convert the uh, color of the medal so and you know she also you know parted ways with uh, gopi she trained at the gachiboli stadium had her uh, her personal coach with her she's had a tough journey and uh, she's made it worth it with the medal absolutely couldn't agree more and let's move on to weightlifting for a bit a uh, one woman army who got uh, the games to start off with a high uh, word on mirabai chanu and what the 202 kgs means to us that means the world doesn't it i mean who would have thought that uh, you know india would actually win a medal so early in the uh, games i mean her first uh, olympics and so you know the second lifter after uh, maleshwari to be doing it and she did it after like 21 years even her like you know in many ways like ravidaya there was a lot of disappointment in her of not winning that uh, gold but you know just to see her composure and the way she went about her process i thought she was like top class and like you said you know she, she was a one man army uh, the way she had she went about her this thing at 20 she's 26 yeah she yeah she, she is uh, uh, 26 the process of her having gone out there as i mean she, she what was her benchmark everybody ha- else had somebody or the other with them who did she have 
you know from uh, taking lift in trucks for training to be, being who, who she is today i i thought i mean you know anybody i, I you know it, it is probably that region that she comes from uh, i mean some a place like manipur which makes them so tough because your opportunities and resources are so limited yeah. um i mean hats off to her and i'm just hoping that uh, you know she she's also a, she's a two time olympian i remember you know that uh, in rio olympics after she failed miserably at rio and then everybody thought okay she's done not two is a lot of weight to carry for somebody who who uh, you know competes in the 49 kg kilos category and she did that with class yeah i think i think she set the tone for the olympics for india right uh, especially you know winning the medal on the first day probably uh, i'm sure it would have learned more people to start you know following olympics yeah. this time oh absolutely i mean uh, that's what you know everybody usually you know through the say third day fourth day we wake up uh, to the olympics and then this was like that jerk not talk there she is you know we have a medal let's see what uh, it also you know set the expectations very high because you had our shooters there <laughs> but then uh, but this has been a, a journey like that no i mean the way uh, uh, people have gone about this olympics great fun and let's go to the new misses and uh, great positives uh, you touched upon a few of them already uh, the ashok uh, missing out on a podium finish by a stroke uh, sumit nagal uh, winning the first tennis singles tennis match for india in like in after the end of this tv creating history by winning the first uh, fencing game for india and also fawad mirza performing extremely creatively and uh, finishing in the 20s across all these events uh, word on all these uh, great achievers yes i mean see like uh, you know these are people uh, okay uh, let's start with fawad then again the only one from his country yeah. uh, very little benchmark has been through the grind lived away from home lived in germany for a long time uh, to make his uh, olympic uh, appearance count for me was a takeaway uh, for him uh, 23rd is a very very credible uh, performance in equestrian uh, he actually again it's an awakening for the sport people actually stood up and said uh, i mean you know okay we have somebody there uh, equestrian you know it's a beautiful sport to watch so and i'm sure a lot of people watched equestrian and why did you watch equestrian it's because of fadmitsa yes uh, absolutely uh, aditi i don't think i was more heartbroken for anybody else yeah. Uh, yeah, in the tournament uh, in the competition than for her she again uh, you know she's crisscrossed the world come to tokyo kept her composure but for me she, she, you know she's a winner so she uh, aditi's performance actually raises the bar for women's uh, golf in the uh, country yeah absolutely and a word on sumit nagal as well sumit yes um, very unfortunate with the way uh, uh, tennis by itself uh, played out at uh, the olympics for uh, india uh, i mean we didn't need those uh, controversies going into uh, the games at all and having gone there and then did what he did i mean it it was it's it was a long wait for us 
for uh, for indians in uh, uh, tennis uh, but uh, i mean just look at who he went down to mm. i mean medvedev. it was medvedev yeah so yeah uh, i i but having you know beaten the uh, asian uh, champion uh, istomin in the uh, first round and then gone that little distance uh against medvedev i mean at the end of the day medvedev was world number 2 when he played that uh, match so women yes again um, sanya and ankita fought well but then um, it just wasn't enough that day yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah. so let's go to archery a bit uh, was it the case of south koreans being too good uh, you know the men's uh, team the mixed team and as well as deepika kumari all fell in the quarters to eventual uh, you know gold medal winners in, mm-hmm. from the form of south koreans yeah i think uh, they felt the pressure yes south koreans i think uh, are a mental block for uh, i don't know about the rest of the uh, world but definitely they are they are a uh, mental block for indians and in many ways i think um, we lose uh, the plot the moment we see a south korean uh, so it's like what uh, deepika you know said uh, on her return she said um, uh you know everybody keeps saying we don't have a medal we don't have a medal okay so it she said it dominates their psyche and you know it it works as a mental block yeah then it's it's the same for all athletes in many ways i don't think you know it, it's that south korean wall that we fail to break and i i honestly thought they would this time because you know they actually started off so well even even deepika for that matter uh antanu also uh, but their performance and that of the shooters also raised the question of needing psychological help yeah. uh, you know mental health is is not something we focus on too often and it's only fair that they do since you touched upon shooting a bit uh, let's just add on add to that uh, there was a lot of hope uh, there was a lot of pressure as well and unfortunately there, there has been a lot of ugliness uh, from the public as well as uh, uh, you know inter in, in, inside the federation itself with the bickering mm-hmm. that is going on uh, Overall, what did you feel as someone who covered uh, shooting? Uh, washing dirty linen in public, I think, has become a kind of a habit for uh, federations. I mean, you know, okay, whatever happens, come back, review it, see what you can uh, do. I mean, you're saying we're going to have a three-part review of, uh, you know, evaluation of coaches, shooters. Yes, I'm not. for a moment saying athletes didn't make mistake their shooters i'm not taking names here everybody had their part to play in this whole soap opera that played out but the federation has to has to be more uh, you know one transparent and the other backing of their athletes yeah i mean uh, it is very uh, when you look at this thing we had 15 quota places and how, how often do you uh, go into a, a olympics with 15 uh, places in shooting but having done that you we thought we turned the corner there no you know whether it was manubak uh, saurabh uh, choudhury uh, abhishek varma is one i, I actually had a lot of uh, hope on but somehow i feel uh, there was a serious lack of mental conditioning of these uh, athletes uh, going into the competition uh, they were breakdowns like um, I, i i don't know see it's, it's it's easy for me to sit here and talk but uh, looking back i wonder if uh, manu's equipment malfunctioning if that could have been handled better yeah were we equipped to handle it better yeah, th- but those 
unfortunately mm-hmm. all of these uh, uh, the athletes are fairly young and uh, some of them into their teenage so yeah. i think maybe they'll only get better and uh, hopefully yeah. in 3 years uh, the and somehow we don't want to support our athletes i, I i'm not like taking sides here but please manu's only 19 correct when simona biles goes through a breakdown or a osaka uh, goes through a, a mental thing you want to stand up there and say respect them come on what are our athletes at home what are they supposed to be made of correct Yeah, so you spoke about a few international stars as well. I also wanted to uh, have a take from you on uh, you know Alison Felix uh, became the most decorated uh, female track and field athlete. Uh, Elliot Kipchoge became uh, you know he won his second back to back marathon. Marcel Jacobs uh, winning a surprising hundred meter finals. Uh, Italy and Qatar sharing uh, the gold for the high jump. Tom Daly, Ariane Titmus, and especially her coach. So, so many and first uh, gold medal for Philippines. Uh, so many international stories have uh, uh, come to light. Uh, your favorite mm-hmm. one of those, uh, like w- which has been your favorite story? Alison Felix. Nice. I mean, eleventh Olympic medal. Come on, I mean, give it to her for who she is. Uh, and you know, the, the journey itself. Uh, I mean, for me, it's all about uh, journey. And um, for me, she's. Uh, you know she, she she's a very colorful uh, character and uh, the one thing that her there was a picture that went uh, viral of her daughter which said my mother is faster than yours <laughs> <laughs> i mean that, that was so i mean you know cute and then you know from athens i mean just look at the sheer versatility of the athlete um silver in athens silver in uh, beijing you you've been there 1 2 3 4 5 fifth olympics yeah and for a track and field uh, athlete sorry for all of uh, bold bold didn't do that huh <laughs> and <laughs> yeah i mean uh, what she uh, in between uh, uh, rio and uh, tokyo she also became a mother yeah so that didn't slow slow her down so in in many ways uh, you know uh, she's see off the field also we have to remember for her for her uh, her kind of contribution where she called out uh, nike for the way her yeah. uh, pregnancy period was uh, handled i mean she accused the, them of uh, giving her a pay cut so you know when you do so many things when you stand up for yourself uh, especially as a woman outside your workspace there is always that pressure to perform on this thing otherwise they'll say oh this one just talks correct yeah but 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 the way she went about is like uh, oh, it's it's amazing <laughs> it still gives me goosebumps incredible yeah that that was the overall overarching feeling of uh, watching her perform at the highest level and sinu has been prompting me that uh, <laughs> i i forgot to mention table tennis uh, a word on the incredible performances of our uh, adlers uh, mm-hmm. especially sharat kamal and manika patra they played their hearts out uh, especially sharat kamal winning the one off game with against uh, the so called dragon in the dictator of malong hmm. one thing i would say okay when you talk about manika batra uh, and uh, uh, sharath kamal uh, disappointed with their mixed doubles match i mean it all almost felt like two strangers had turned up for the match i'm not saying i mean the way manika went about uh, this thing but 
uh, what i am personally very proud of the way sharad kamal played was his match against malong yeah i mean give it to him i mean i, I that for me is like you know fighting tooth and nail you can use as many uh, phrases uh, or turn of phrase you want to you know use pushing the limits uh, but five uh, this thing those first three games that he played was top class and i i am i'm just hoping you know I, if i ever uh, see charat kamal any time soon I, i would probably tell him see you in paris <laughs> he seems good enough for that right he's still fit and he's moving incredibly well and, yeah that's what he said yeah. i think he, he was one of those who said i'll see you all in paris <laughs> incredible incredible uh, so uh, before we move on i i also wanted to have an understanding from you on uh, the contributions of uh, uh you know private or uh, players like jsw or ogq and uh, institutional players like uh, indian army and uh, you mentioned petroleum uh, board as well and uh, state governments like odisha in uh, backing these athletes and uh, them performing to this level uh see it's it's a very important uh, thing that you've raised on the uh, people's contribution over a period of time uh private players of course have played a huge role i'll start with um, go sports foundation go sports uh, olympics paralympics both sides they've been uh, huge backers of the athletes uh, some of the lesser known names i don't know how, how many people uh, are uh, still uh, i mean are aware of it but uh, for example savita and uh, uh, rani's some of the first backers was uh, go sports they gave them a small stipend uh, when they, they were young girls jsw uh, i mean jsw has done everything from investing in infrastructure to training to getting the best on board for the the athletes olympic gold quest you you have a lot of uh, private players who who need backing now especially to take their programs uh, forward odisha government i'm a huge fan of uh, what they do but then again see uh, much before this what odisha government did for uh, indian uh, hockey uh, we had sahara doing it uh, right uh, sahara were one of the first corporate uh, private sponsors of uh, indian hockey and that was the first time indian hockey actually saw stipends for the uh, athletes what are the minimum amount but our players did get some money at the end of the month the way odisha has uh, supported see a lot of uh, other state governments give you incentives okay crores of rupees are being uh, given away as cash prizes to winners then you have this thing of say i'll make you dsp i'll make you xyz but what did you contribute in in getting them to where they are now right that process i think odisha puts in uh, place you given them infrastructure i don't know if you uh, neeraj chopra for example uh, you know when during the lockdown he, he spent his considerable uh, time at kalinga stadium training so there was world class facility for him to go to governments down south i don't think anybody did anything much hats off to the i mean whatever it is hats off to sports authority of india as well they've managed to keep players were in india in bubbles in whichever way they could and however they, uh, they could in the last uh, 16 months it was not easy 
I saw the sports authority of in uh, the Sai South Center in Bengaluru. They struggled to even get protein, natural protein for players because of the lockdown. And there was at one point of time, there was rumors that uh, COVID was spreading due to chicken. So there was no chicken being supplied. So I think for a, a week or 10 days and protein is so important for these athletes. They went without, uh, you know, chicken for, I think, 10 days. A lot of the staff inside didn't go home because they were a part of the bubble. So, um, like you said, you know, the, uh, a whole lot of people contribute to the success and uh, we often forget who they are and how do, uh, you know, how do they go about uh, process. I think if one thing that um, governments should learn from this whole Olympic journey is catch them young, invest in them, and put them through the process. I'm just hoping that more corporates come forward. Uh, I'm sure everybody has CSR funding uh, to invest, you know, one tiny part of it into grassroots sport. Yeah. I think, see, yes, it's great that we've had a great Olympics. Our players, uh, our Indian athletes were at the Republic Day, I mean, sorry, Independence Day parade. Fine. But where does sport go from here? It, it is now that we need to cash in on this momentum and take Indian sport forward. Absolutely. absolutely. So I just had one thing to ask, Manuja. When is that Elysium medal for Karnataka coming? For <laughs> because, look, I was doing a bit of research. I was just thinking uh, because uh, I, I was wondering why didn't, why didn't Prakash Padkorn, you know, couldn't win, why, why couldn't he win uh, Olympics medal? Then I got to know that it was in only 1992 that it was, you know, introduced into Olympics. Yeah, By that time, Prakash Padkorn had uh, retired. Now, Aditya, Ashok, Sonia, you know, it's so far thing. So, I don't know. I mean, lot of, lot of, I think there are a few lots of uh, hits and misses in between, but uh, no one has come uh, come close. But this Aditya Ashok, it's still hurting. So, where do you see Manuja? Like, uh, you know, any athletes who can, you know, Good enough for the Olympics medal in Karnataka. To be, to be very honest, I think uh, Karnataka sport uh, is at one of its uh, lowest right now. I mean, yes. just picture this: we had uh, four players uh, from Karnataka in the 2016 hockey team. You don't have anybody in the camp right now. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, so th that is where it is, and overall, we sent uh, four or five athletes uh, this year. I mean, of course, Rohan missed out. Unless and until, uh, yeah, Sunil missed out. Will we do anything in 2024? I'm not entirely sure. But if a, a, a Karnataka as a government wants to truly invest and uh, build on this momentum is, look at 2028. You know, you get seven years from now to invest nurture uh, athletes who are already good. If you look at somebody, uh, see like, for example, the women's hockey team. Yeah. We haven't had anybody in the team, I think, since 2006. Yeah, that's a long, long time. So, you know, you have to first revive sport uh, before you start, uh, you know, thinking of uh, representing the country. I mean, there's a huge gap in sport in Karnataka. You may find a couple of the shuttlers coming through. But yeah. beyond that, I, I of course, Aditi and Fuad will continue to be our uh, biggest uh, uh, bets. Beyond them, immediately do I see anybody? No. You ask me about cricket, I'll tell you who will go into the Indian team. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, it's always there, but it's unfortunate because uh, we had a period where we had a lot of uh, you know very good swimmers and uh, all-round athletes were there. Prakash Padukone, like I see, there are a lot of athletes in Karnataka. It's not that only cricket. Cricket has been a only thing. Uh, there are a lot of people who have done well in athletes, athletics, and other various other sports. Even hockey. I mean, a lot of people used to play hockey from Karnataka. So these days, not seeing anything. It's great to see Andhra and. You know, other states doing well in Olympics. You know, it's it's fantastic. But to see you know, not even one medal all these years, it does hurt because for a state like Karnataka, which has you know good sporting history, to not win an Olympics medal, individual Olympics medal, that does hurt. Oh yeah, it it hurts even to see the lack of participation. Ah uh, yeah, exactly. Four four, <laughs> it was very less. Yeah. Yeah. True. It's good that Sindhu has been consistent and she's been winning and. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll have a double-digit uh, medal tally in 2024. That's that's my like hope. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Hopefully, especially yeah. in team sport. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, the hockey revival was something which no one gave gave a chance. Uh, as you told, you know, I had noticed this, you know, Indian hockey optimist <laughs> in your bio. <laughs> so that turned out to be true. Miracles do happen. Because to be very honest, I did not expect the women's team to do so well. I'll be very mm-hmm. honest with that. So it was great to see them, you know, perform the way they did, and they're like, you know, unbelievable, uh, you know, thing. Absolutely. I think Ram, uh, on a lighter note, we are happy enough with players from Karnataka to do what they are doing in cricket. I think let's leave. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah, correct. Can you hope? Waiting for a KL Rahul hundred today. <laughs> no, no. Let uh, let people from other states also give us a platform. No? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope KL saves this match. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think uh, we have covered most of the games, and thank you very much, Manuja, for taking out your time thank on a you. Sunday and giving your valuable insights. Yeah, can't thank you enough, Manuja, for this. Amen. Thanks a lot on the short notice. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Always super fun thank to you. talk to you guys. Thank yeah. you. So that's all for the episode, guys. Please do leave your review on Apple Podcast if you are listening to this on Apple Podcast, and follow us on Spotify and Google Podcast to get notified when we release a new episode. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more such interesting episodes. Bye bye.